They rode together up the hill, blur of trees and skies outside, groan of brakes, a current between them. With each curve of the road, the press of one bare shoulder against another until the bus slowed and stopped. The doors folded open, they stepped out onto the street. Armstrong Drive dead-ended there, a parking lot, a ranger's station, the entrance to the woods. Sarah unzipped her backpack and pulled out a thermos, unscrewed the lid and sipped. Their fingers touched as Annie took it, and Sarah watched Annie press her mouth against its metal rim and drink. It struck Sarah every time, the way the air changed as she entered the forest. Cool, wet, fresh dirt, even bright days like this one dimming and softening. Should we get a map? Annie asked, but Sarah shook her head. She knew the woods well, had no trouble getting lost or finding her way back. She took Annie's hand and led her past the station. A group of tourists brushed by them, their faces upturned. It felt good to feel small. That's why her mother had taken her here when she was a little girl, why Sarah kept coming after her mother died. They cut onto Sarah's favorite trail, the steepest, the quietest, and hiked until they were breathless eye-level with the ancient redwoods branches as close as they could be to the sky. Over there? Annie asked. Sarah followed her gaze to a grove off the trail. She nodded, her heart quickened. They stepped as carefully as they could across the forest floor to a ring of young redwoods with a hollowed trunk at its center. There, they unzipped their backpacks, pulled out a blanket and a couple sweaters, and laid them over the pine needles. The forest was quiet. Everyone else was far away. Can I kiss you now? Sarah asked. Not yet, Annie said. She pulled her t-shirt up over her head. She unfastened her bra. Now? Annie shook her head. Your turn. So Sarah took off her shirt too, and Annie rushed to kiss her before Sarah could ask again. The relief of it, after hours of waiting. The thrill of it. Two 14-year-olds secretly in love. Sarah sank to the blanket, Annie atop her. They kissed the curves of necks and collarbones, cupped breasts with their palms, smiled, blushed, kissed deeper. After a time, they rested together, Annie's head in the crook of Sarah's neck. Look, Annie whispered, and Sarah saw a banana slug, bright yellow, emerging from a fern. It made its way to Sarah, and she flinched at the strange, cold slickness of it, tried not to laugh. The slug made its way across her pale stomach and then to Annie's. It took an eternity. They were three creatures in the forest. The girls held very still. The slug left a glittering trail of slime on their skin. In its wake, a wave of grief. The tiny diamonds of a hospital gown the flamingo pink polish Sarah had applied to her mother's nails in careful strokes, yellowed eyes, cracked white lips, the nurse's concerned expressions, and Sarah's little brother's tantrums, and how their father had stood in corners when he visited, his hands clasped behind his back. Throughout the weeks in the hospital, the sensation that Sarah was hovering over an abyss, and then her mother was gone, and she plunged into it. Hey, Annie murmured, and Sarah was back in the redwood grove, her heart pounding. What are you thinking about? Nothing, really. A breeze stirred in the branches above them. Tell me something I don't know yet, 
Annie said. About you. Her voice was so close to Sarah's ear, her body soft, pressed against Sarah's skin. What could Sarah say that would please her? Not anything from the last two years, not the months before, either. Nothing from school, because though it felt sometimes like they'd just met, they'd sat in classrooms together since they were small. She'd need to go further back. And then she found it.